everyone, and welcome to Stone's Top Tens, where I will be ranking my top 10 favorites in different categories. My name is Anna Stone, and in season two, we are exploring my favorite sports movies with a variety of my friends. Uh, we will be working backwards through the list from 10 to 1 with a few bonus episodes because I am terrible at making decisions. Um, now, sometimes you may think that we are missing a movie that is essential to the top 10 list. There's a few reasons that this may be. I may have never seen it, it may appear on a different list, or I just may not agree with you about how good the movie is, which is totally possible. You can always email me with any suggestions or feedback at stonestoptens at gmail.com. If you'd like to get updates about when episodes are coming out, please subscribe to Stone's Top Tens on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your pods, and don't forget to rate and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at stonestoptens to get updates too. So today we have two returning guest hosts, Allie Jamali and Emma Kirst. Hey ladies, how's it going? Hey. Hello. <laughs> I love that I have two of you. I mean, Allie's half a world away, so it's so nice to have her here. Yeah, happy to be here tuning in from Skopje, Macedonia. So that's right above Greece for those of you who might be trying to think like, is this a real place? Is this like Genovia? <laughs> oh, it's real. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> that's awesome. Love that. I'm tuning in from Green Bay in my bed. <laughs> Very glamorous. That's so legit. exotic. I mean, it's all about the huga. I lit my candle to like get in the cozy spirit. So yeah. I was going to say, it's snowing here, so it's pretty... I love the snow, so I'm happy about it. Yeah. yeah, my kids are outside there. I'm hoping it keeps them busy for a while with their dad shoveling and such, <laughs> so <laughs> one can help. Right. So today we're going to be discussing my number three sports pick, 2000's Bring It On. Um, And don't any of you come at me about cheerleading not being a sport, because it totally is. Oh. Mm, I don't even want to hear it. Mm. And it's going to be in the Olympics, so... Thank you, Kat Borley, for that tidbit of information. Oh, that's um, cool. So in this teen classic, Torrance Shipman starts the year being elected cheer captain of the Rancho Carne Toros. After an unfortunate accident, the new Toro cheerleader, Missy, reveals to Torrance that all of their routines are stolen from the East Compton Clovers. Once realizing this, Torrance hires a choreographer to help them build a new routine only to show up with the same routine as other squads at regionals. Even though they are still allowed to go to finals, they need to revamp their routine in three weeks while the Clovers find a way to afford to go to the finals. All right, Allie, we're going to start with you. So what are your initial feelings about Bring It On? Oh, when I saw this on your list, I was like, oh my God, like I got to sign up for this right now because... <laughs> I remember being obsessed with this movie. I did cheerleading in middle school and my friends tried to convince me to do it in high school, but I was like, no, I don't want to cheer in high school, like blah, blah, blah. Even though we did like a lot of really cool stunts and like we there the high school um, team like would compete. So I was like, eh, it would be fun that way, but not really my thing anymore. But like, I loved watching this movie because it kind of remi reminded me of like the camaraderie that you get when you're in a mm -hmm. team like that. And um. So like I was so excited to sign up for it and then like rewatching it I was thinking like I still love all of this I feel like it really sums up the drama dramatized version of like 
high school experience in the early 2000s <laughs> some nostalgia and then also some like uh, there was some ick parts but <laughs> there were so many great one-liners and like I remember going to um the next town over growing up because we we're in little rural upper peninsula of Michigan like uh food wanted to go see a movie or go to Walmart or get fast food we had to go to the next town over that was like a 45 minute drive so what we we're one Friday night we we're like going to the movies and I remember seeing this in the Walmart like do you remember those like five dollar movie bins oh, but, oh yeah 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 but these were still VHS so I remember like <laughs> getting the VHS because I'm like this had to be years later when I was already I don't know like I was like it had to be at least five or six years after it had come out because yeah but I just remember that vividly and then I remember um like I knew that my parents wouldn't like that I bought this because it was PG-13 and it was kind of sassy and they're like no <laughs> so I was already calculating in my head like okay I can hide this in the back of the VHS cupboard and I'll only watch it when they're gone on Thursday <laughs> so I, like, I will have this movie so yeah I'm excited to That's chat yeah 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 so yeah yeah well and I can echo some of those same reasons like when I saw the list of movies come out for this season like I'm not huge into the sports movie scene like I like sports and I like watching sports but I don't say like I gravitate towards it so when I saw this one on the list I was like heck yeah like this is a sports movie yeah, maybe it is. I do like sports movies um but I think I was like 12 when it came out yeah I'm a little bit older than <laughs> y'all but it it just it has some just like hilarious moments of um I don't know, like you said, like the one-liners and stuff like that. And I was not a cheerleader. I was, I don't know what I was. I was like a hybrid because I did like theater, but I did like basketball and soccer. But um, so I was like morphing in all the groups, but I never was like what I would classify as a cheerleader. Um, But, but I remember watching the movie and just seeing the stunts and like the competitions and thinking like how cool it is. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, a little piece of you was like, oh my gosh, I wish I could have some type of type of like coordination to do that like <laughs> you know like wow like they're so cool and maybe there's a little bit more to the cheerleader than the stereotypes that we often see presented for them when we see some of those parts with Torrance having a little bit of a backbone and some moral you know qualms and stuff like that um so yeah I just always loved it my friends we would always like you know quote parts of it I especially always love the the quote like missy's the poo so take a big <laughs> one this one just cracks cracks me up yeah. um i'm very much like in the same boat uh so this came out when i was nine and i was absolutely not allowed to see it um but i remember distinctly this is such a weird thing like how some of these memories just like stand out that it were so mundane but I remember like sitting before school and two of my friends just like talking about it and all this stuff that like I did not understand. Um, and I was just like, oh, I was so jealous. Like I just wanted to see this movie. I don't know when I was finally able to see it, but like I'd still quote it a lot, like in ways that don't make sense, like where I'll just like whip out a quote that like, you know, I got the door tour. Like I'll just do that for <laughs> anytime I get a door for someone like that's gonna that's gonna come out right like automatically yeah. out of you. um or like if someone's like well what's gonna happen I'll be like you go to Hades like <laughs> it's just, it doesn't make sense 
Or if you feel awkward, is this the edition for Poopy Bin? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like when I started watching it, like I still know all of the like first routine, the like dream sequence routine. Like I know all those words and like still big red. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is just what what could my brain be taken up with instead? But um I just love I it's just so nostalgic for me. Um, so one difference this season is that we're going to look at what theme or themes, if you have, perchance, if anyone has a hard time making decisions in this Zoom call, I don't know, um, that each host takes away from the movie. So Emma, let's start with you. What theme would you say that this movie embodies for you? Um, I think it's one of the classics classic themes that gets taken on right away is kind of like don't judge a book by its cover right everyone has something to add even maybe the most unexpected people who um come up like when missy auditions and she's not your stereotype um with her different like kind of alternative vibe she has going on so i wouldn't even talking about stereotypes you know wouldn't even peg her as a gymnast Mm -hmm. um which turns out she's got some mad like gymnast skills um and also the same kind of reverts for Torrance too, with which like thinking that maybe she would just fall into that routine of continuing to steal, you know, what's not hers, but right away she finds an issue with that. Um, and I think too, just going back to a common theme we see in a lot of sports movies that focus on that teamwork, being able to achieve your dreams um, and kind of, you know, putting in that hard work, taking the easy way out isn't always going to lead you to a win. Um, you know, and even I think too, in the end with, even if you don't come in first place, you still learned something and really, you know, had an experience. So those yeah. are kind of the couple of ones that came to mind. Yeah. That's mine's very similar in like that. It's more important to do the right thing than to win, which like, I feel like at the beginning of the movie, they're all very focused, you know, especially big red, like they just want to win. And Courtney and Whitney are like, we're still like the majority of the squad is like we want to we did all the work to learn these cheers we didn't know that it was cheating so we're still going to do it they like try and find this loophole and um you know Torrance is like Torrance and Missy are both like that's not right and then you see this like they stick to their guns they have this strength of character that kind of like falls into the squad and they end up being happy with second place and like I just think that that's the, like, you might say, like, this is a frivolous movie. It's not going to have a theme that deep, but I don't agree with that. I think that it does. Well, and I think they are able to recognize, too, that they're not as good as the Clovers. Like, they didn't deserve first place. The Clovers deserved it. No. What about you, Al? Yeah, well, mine is slightly different, a little different direction. That's good. Um, I had just been reading some, um, like a couple studies that had been published by some of my coworker, my old coworkers at St. Norbert College. So I like kind of was on this like train of thought and then I like was watching this movie and I just kept seeing all these parallels being drawn. So like, I love that. I like took um a slightly different approach, like a the theme of like cultural appropriation. Um, and for the first time, like. Um, people having to confront their white privilege and being complicit in like systemic racism and how we're shifting from cultural appropriation to more of like a cultural appreciation throughout the movie like in the Toro's final like 
tier competition where they win second like they're like we're going to study all different types of dance art literature like movement Mm -hmm. around the world and like that was a uh, and then they said they want to use that to inspire them to create something different so like I was like okay these are the things that honor the culture instead of just taking it and calling it yours so but then I also go back and forth like to play devil's advocate like isn't what they did still a bit of cultural appropriation and like my my philosophical question I had while I was thinking about this question is like how do we appreciate and not appropriate and because I'm a little nerd and I like had this question I went and did some more research after this and I'm remembering it now like there was like a a t-chart list like Mm -hmm. appreciate appropriate and it was like giving all the little check marks like if you're curious about this just a quick google search but like the other thing that emerged is to echo what you said is like there's room for everyone at the table and everyone brings that uniqueness that is themselves so yeah I thought that was a really nice theme throughout the movie that we saw it evolve to get to these places absolutely I love that and I love that you have something different than what we were thinking like I just that's what this is about so that makes me really happy next we're gonna look at what scenes we thought were the best throughout the movie um I'm gonna go first so um and you guys like if you had any of these just chime in um I had I love when Missy takes Torrance to Compton um and Torrance like finally realizes like this is you know her whole her whole life has been built on a lie in the most dramatic way like you know she thinks she's only a cheerleader um but I love like when the Clovers follow them out there's this one line where it's like were the ethnic festivities to your liking today and like I had never caught that line before and I was like oh my gosh that is just gold. Um, and like, you know, Isis does have so much class. Like uh-huh. her friends are ready to just like beat the shit out of them. You know, they even say like, let's beat these buffies, which again, I love because one of the Toros is actually like one of the main villains in Buffy, which is hilarious to me. Oh, that is funny. Uh, which I didn't look at the dates if it was before or after this came out. But um it's just like, I even love at the start of this before they get to Compton when Torrance is like, "That's it, get out of the car, I'm gonna kick your ass." Because it's like, just like, I think that just shows like how committed she was. Like she just couldn't believe why Missy would be challenging this routine and walk out of this great thing that they were doing, you know. And, and then it's so funny so like, to see her do that. Yeah, it is. And Janelope, like, I just love her character in that, too. Like, you've been touched by an angel, girl. Like, yeah. when they walk away, like, she's like, let me do this. Like, she just is so fired up and has, like, really fun with that, you know, like, kind of more of a minor role. But, like, mm-hmm. it calls everybody's attention to her because she's so, got so much, like, spark. Absolutely. Um, And then, like, on the way back, Torrance explaining about the curse, like I said, the Hades line is one I use more than I'd care to admit. Um, I don't understand why Big Red is there if she's graduated, like why she's at cheer camp, but whatever, you know, we're just going to suspend belief here. Um, but the like slow-mo of dropping the spirit stick and like all the girls from that Southern, like so very stereotypically Southern with like the huge hair, and they're all like diving to try and grab it it just cracks me up every time well and I, I think it's one. like a flashback so I think it's when they were still like, yeah, like all part of the team summer. yeah yeah like the previous yeah. summer because remember big red like passes on the captain thing um that year 
and same thing with what's her boyfriend Aaron like they're all graduating I always pictured them in like the same class you know so they had like just graduated so it must have been like the summer before Mm, I always thought it was like that summer and then I didn't understand why Red was there but um (laughs) then I had the first football game like I love that the marching band like everybody's just sitting and whatever when the football team comes out and then like the cheerleaders come out like the announcer gets excited the marching band starts everybody's on their feet um I feel like that's how it was for our dance team in high school because like our football team was not very good but our dance team was really good um and then like the other cheerleaders come over and they have the like pump or gas um response <laughs> which always Can cracks me up. Uh-huh. um and then when the clovers show up I love that they like just start doing the cheer with them and everybody's like, what is happening? And they're like little comeback, like you tried to steal our bit, but you look like shit like that. I just love it. It cracks me up. And then the whole crowd is like, no, we, you guys need a routine, a new routine. (laughs) All of them are nodding. Yeah. Um, And then the finals, uh, I love the montage of all the difference because it is so like what cheerleaders can do is just those stunts are amazing and like um I love that there's no recognizable toros or clovers in any of those routines because they're doing like all the big stunts so it's not like any of the actors um and then Torrance and Isis like giving each other advice and then like tearing into their own squad it just shows that like respect that they have like the respect that Isis certainly didn't have for Big Red like or that Big Red absolutely didn't have for her um Mm -hmm. And just, I think both of the routines are so cool. I definitely agree, like, that the Clovers are much better. Um, But they both just, I just really enjoy seeing all of that. Um, What about you, Al? Um, Well, one of my all-time favorite scenes is Missy's audition. And she just goes in there and, like, thinking back to how most high school girls are like no one is sure of themselves but she just goes in there and she's just her authentic self and she doesn't give a shit what they think of her because she's willing to do almost anything for gymnastics because she loves it so much which I think shows that immediate depth of her character so even if it means she has to do something uncomfortable something she doesn't want to do become a cheerleader and something that's unknown like I just really love her I love her as a character Mm -hmm. I think she's one of the best and I distinctly remember using a sharpie to draw a barbed wire tattoo <laughs> around my arm then also licking my middle finger and smudging <laughs> it I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that like my sister and I did it or I did it to her because I thought this was such a clever so cool such a badass moment I was like Abby Abby we have to do this <laughs> one of those <laughs> nights my parents were gone so yeah and then I was watching it this time and I'm like huh maybe this is where my love of tattoos came from (laughs) the Missy origin story Um, and then oh my other favorite scene I feel like it's kind of underrated in the movie but maybe not the sleepover scene when Mm -hmm. uh, Torrance sees Cliff being himself and really just appreciates And then like they're there in the moment and then the follow-up scene when they are brushing their teeth at the sink it's just so like I I too recently had my own little toothbrush scene moment and it was just so (laughs) cute and so pure and so cozy so like why does it take so long 
Okay. Yes. Yes. There is. I'm like, wow, I guess that's the dentist, American dentistry <laughs> yeah. recommending like two minutes and 30 seconds. Like they, maybe they got paid to show them brushing their teeth so long. But... I was like, the runtime of this movie is not that long to take that significant. <laughs> I know. Time. I was like, but then I'm like, there were, they were intentional for including this whole entire scene mm-hmm. to build up the the connection between the two of them and like the fact that they're a good match that even they can be brushing their teeth and it can be like this fun event or cute experience when you're doing it with your best friend so like I just really loved that scene and I never like appreciated it before yeah Yeah, that was really cute I am I'm going back to the tryouts because I just love that there's so many good lines in it and when you're seeing all these different people try out and um it's a lot of them are like horrible but hilarious um and of course missy crushes it you know i i i think her hair kind of makes me cringe i'll talk about that later um but then like i also love the lines too with like the cheerocracy like pulling rank you know like in this whole thing like of them deciding if she's gonna make it or not i use Um, that in my classroom when kids try to like negotiate a, you know a due date or something I'm like I'm sorry this is not a democracy it's a stonocracy and yeah. you like I exactly it yeah it's so funny and I, like I said it there's some of the lines in there are a little bit cringy but like they're still pretty funny um and I also like the part this is like a really small part but like when they pick up Missy to go to like the first competition and she's in her cheer uniform and they like totally hype her up you know, I love I that. Yeah. I, oh, and she's like excited. Oh, so yeah. Cute. She does well, her like cute little dance because she's feeling yeah. herself. And mm-hmm. and it, I think that's a moment when she realizes like, hey, I can have fun with this. I don't have to, you know, try to resist. I can get into this cheerleader thing. For me, that's um, like so emblematic of like that. You When you have your like small group in high school that like you are starting to really trust them, like not the like big group of people that you are like friends with but like when you start to have that little group that you really trust and get along with like that whole car ride it's all like I just remember like cat calling my friends at their houses like that yeah. too like <laughs> take it off like stuff like that like it's just I yeah that's a really small scene but you're right it's so good yeah it's so sweet and then the other part I was going to bring up is like when Cliff makes Torrance a mixtape and they kind of have that blowout of being upset with each other but I was just like damn like as a high schooler like that's super ballsy to like <laughs> like his Cliff's confidence mm-hmm. you know and and when I say that because I'm almost like and then he gets you know he doubts her but like his confidence in putting himself up there for a girl who's like popular like super popular and he's more like alternative and kind of grunge and stuff is pretty cool like that he can be like you know what she likes me and I like her and here's here's a mixtape like I I, I miss the age of the mixtape yeah. and the well I had like mixed cds you know that's all yeah like Doug my mm-hmm. husband you know made I could still whip out the mixed cds that we would exchange when we were I first date that. I love that I I had my own mixed cd or mixtape moment the other day Um, And it was kind of like right after I had watched this and I was thinking like, oh, it would be so cute if someone ever made me like a mixtape like this. Well, 
Then I found out later that day or a couple days later that someone had made a Spotify playlist for me. They put all the songs that they thought of when they wanted and they wanted me to like listen to it with them. And it was so sweet and so cute. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I just got my bring it on mixtape moment. So <laughs> this is the mixtape moment of 2023 when you get That's what song. I was just going to say. I was like, I bet yeah. people are just like sending each other lists these days. Yeah. Like, yeah. here's a list I made for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love exactly. that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and like his song is actually pretty good. Like, yeah. at yeah. first I was like, oh, but then I was like, oh, no, this hits. Like. Yeah, you're just what I need is like, you know, the main line, you're just what I need. And, and I think that's kind of like speaks to their so different, like on the outside when I'm sure they would never run in like the same crowds and stuff like that. But then like, when he's like, you're just what I needed. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just thought that was really sweet and a cool moment. We agree. So next, we're going to look at the cast. Um, We have Kirsten Dunst as Torrance Shipman, Eliza Dushku as Missy. Jesse Bradford as Cliff, Gabrielle Union as Isis, Claire Kramer as Courtney. The only reason I'm mentioning her is because she's Glory from Buffy. Um, Nathan West as Jan and Richard Hillman as Aaron. So, Allie, what would you say are the highlights of the cast or what changes would you make? Um, Well, Missy, Eliza Dushku and Cliff just bradford like and also a shout out to gabrielle union who plays isis like i just think that they are some of the strongest um characters and i don't know if it's you know a combination of their lines and how they deliver their lines or their not comedic but their timing of of things like it just makes it seem really believable but i also feel like anyone could have played these characters but it's the little details and how each actor made the character come to life with the delivery their performance it kind of sucks you in and makes you, makes it kind of like let's say believable I'm doing that in quotation marks mm-hmm. <laughs> um also I wish there was more representation in terms of body type um but considering this is like a reoccurring issue yeah. that we movies made in the 90s 2000s like I'm grateful that we have evolved in that regard like we have more representations for like new movies and shows being created now like I'm thinking of all like the new Netflix stuff like we see diversity in all different areas not just you know race well Mm. and especially this being a cheerleading movie like it would have been refreshing to see people that don't fit that stereotype of that mold but like you're saying it's like it just people weren't ready for that at that time or whatever. But I always see to. like the like the impact of like what we were told was fat when we were younger. Like mm-hmm. you know, oh. like there's that one performance of Jessica Simpson's where like she's got these gorgeous high waisted jeans on. She looks gorgeous, but we were all told it was like terrible and it's very emblematic of the early 2000s that they are all absolutely tiny. I remember yeah. that with Britney Spears, too. Like, there was a performance or something she was wearing that people commented on her looking heavy. And I was like, oh, my God. But, like, you know, just the critique on people or even thinking about everybody talking about their pants sizes. And, like, it's just, like, the the focus was so crazy on what people were Yeah, and I'm just so so grateful that we've evolved since then but yeah what were some of your other thoughts em so kind of a maybe an unpopular opinion but i i'm really not a huge fan of kirsten dunst 
but I do like I don't know I just don't look at her as I, she doesn't pop into my head as like a talented actor but have you seen I do Mona Lisa's her. smile though yeah I love her in that. I don't know I, well and like she was when she was young with interview with a vampire like I don't know that's like a good I've one that I really that. like I, I think we're young looking. in Jumanji. <laughs> okay, well, it's with her and Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah, and in Jumanji. But I don't know. I guess, like, in some movies, I don't know. She just didn't ever strike me as someone that, like, is standout, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love her in this movie, and I do think she takes that role of captain. And, like, as we can see from all, like, the themes we were drawing, that obviously she brings this all together. I think Gabrielle Union is just a babe, super mm-hmm. talented. Mm-hmm. Um and I literally never knew any of the other actors' names. Isn't that how it goes? Like, I feel like sometimes if, like, you're just oblivious to people um, who are in those surrounding roles. But mm-hmm. I always thought Jesse Bradford was super hot. And I wanted to be Eliza Dushku. Like, she's so badass and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, she's another one in Buffy. I just remember that. She's in Buffy, too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, She's so hot. <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> what about you Anne? what did you think um um I love Kirsten Dunst in this I think she's like she looks like she would be a cheerleader but she's not like that stereotypical like sexy cheerleader that I feel like is this weird American stereotype that gets thrown around um like she's kind of awkward you know she um when she dances to that song she's like really goofy and really funny and um she you know like at the car wash like when the camera comes she doesn't do anything sexy she like pretends to pick her nose like (laughs) I just like that I think it makes her more likable as a character like instead of just being like aloof and pretentious or you know overly Mm -hmm. stupid like I feel like that's the other cheerleader stereotype is that they're stupid and I don't think they really, you know, cater to that in this movie a whole lot. Um, I love Eliza Dushku. Gabrielle Union, like, she's somehow, like, she's merciful, but very imperious and, like, imposing. She does um, such a good job with it. I just, honestly, I think the whole cast is really good. The only reason I remember Jan is because he's in miracle too he's in another sports movie he's in miracle um but i just really i really enjoy them i think they're really good well and i think that's good too that they bring up that conversation about cheerleaders the male cheerleaders and that like not that stereotype of that all male cheerleaders are gay Mm -hmm. and i love that like football jocks are so ignorant and they always are saying these things and they're just like dude you, you guys haven't won any games like that's always <laughs> I love that shut down. Yeah, I know, it's so just funny. like yeah just like this simple shutdown they don't get all like worked up or like start a fist fight or something they're just like you haven't even won a game like yeah, yeah you guys like, suck like, <laughs> we bring home trophies you don't Okay, so next we're going to look at how the movie holds up in the 2020s. This is going to be a conversation. Um, Emma, why don't you start this off? Okay, so um, the, you know, there's a lot of, like we were just bringing up, like the bros at school, there's a lot of really gross comments. Um, I think there's some cringy moments, and like like even when, like the (laughs) loser like all the those (laughs) comments start up that are just like 
I mean, in a way, I guess that's probably still accurate to a certain extent, maybe of how students act, but I don't know. I just feel like, oh, my, I just, some of those moments are really gross. They're like, I don't know. Aaron is just gross to me. Like I find mm-hmm. him so patronizing and just disgusting that she ever dated him. Um, We were talking about the car wash scene, you know, like objectifying these children. I mean, they're supposed to be mm-hmm. teenagers and yeah. like everybody, they're watching the cars in their bikinis. And I just found that like kind of disturbing for yeah. for me, like the whole high school scene, I guess. You could encapsulate it in that like their high school scene was just kind of like disturbing. Um, But I think it's still uh, going back to what Ali said before with the many issues of the cultural appropriation, homophobia. um, You know, there's a lot of issues that were brought up and maybe could have been not just brought up, but maybe delved into a little bit more. Yeah, I'd say it was a pretty solid mix. Um, the fact that they're attempting to address cultural appropriation in some form, I think, is pretty radical for the early 2000s. That's not, I feel like, anything that was really being discussed at that time. Um, but there's still, like, some really bad stuff. Uh, the R word, that, like, took me out of the movie when yeah. Sparky used that. Like, that, I was... Um, yeah, I didn't remember that. And then, you know, making well, speaking of-, of Sparky, he were like, oh, has always reminded me of like Tom Cruise in some like creepy way. And he's Ooh. so like bad. Like he's so disgusting, yes. like telling Darcy to skip a meal, like just critiquing each of the cheerleaders in such a like a insulting way. I just want to so like gross. punch him. Um, you know, they make fun of Paulette's weight the casual use of gay slurs um at one point Casey is wearing bantu knots and she's like this little white cheerleader on the toros and I'm like okay so this whole movie is about like addressing cultural appropriation but then they really aren't addressing it in ways that like we didn't really acknowledge in the early 2000s like all the chopsticks in the hair that was another big thing of like the early 2000s Uh um Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, the way that Sparky talks to the girls, like, telling them all to cut their current food in half, like, they're athletes, they need sustenance, or they're not going to be able to perform, like, it's just really gross, but... Yeah, I had the same thoughts, and kind of like what you said, Anna, like, it's not great, but it also is great, because if you... (laughs) It's just like a superficial uh, chick flick about cheerleading that, you know, you have some quips and some one-liners that didn't age so well, then I would agree that it doesn't really hold up well. But like you just said, I was seriously off put by some of the lines that the male actors delivered. I was just like, yuck, ick, ew. (laughs) I had audible reactions to this. But then kind of what I was saying relating to the theme of the movie or maybe one of the themes, if you look at that deeper, the deeper situation presented throughout the film, you might realize like, okay, this does hold up in the 2020s because they were so um, progressive to be talking about it back then, but nothing has really changed that much. We're still dealing with these, even if it's more subvertly. And Mm -hmm. it does have a lot of cultural relevance because we're still dealing with those same issues of cultural appropriation and like complicit, complicit. Oh my gosh. I can't talk today. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Complicit. Compliance. Is it compliance? 
Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Like to systemic racism. So yeah, I just feel like it does still hold up because of some of those deeper themes. But well, and if sometimes too, I think like what you're saying too, like if you're a bystander to it and you're not doing anything to to change it, you're just letting it happen. And yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. We still have a lot of that today. Well, I think too our reactions to these like different aspects that were okay in the early 2000s you know heavy air quotes on okay but like we're seen as okay and like the way we react to it now like shows that we are making some progress like it's not as quick as we'd like it to be it's not as thorough as we'd like it to be but like all, the fact that all of us had those like visceral reactions mm. to some of these things I think it says something hopefully things that like didn't, oh definitely you know, watching this as a teenager didn't really click, and now it does. So now let's head into the best worst categories. We're going to start with the best part. Um, For me, it is uh, the nostalgia part of it. Like, watching this, um, it's something I remember about being a teenager, that, like, iconic nature of cheerleaders when we were growing up. They were, like, seen as this other... Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, just having all these cheers memorized still, like, I I didn't even take notes during, like, the first opening scene, because I was just like, got it. Mm-hmm. Got every line. <laughs> every inappropriate line. I got it. Like, that was, that's what it is for me. It's just so nostalgic. Um, what's the best part to you, Allie? Um, I think the along the same lines that the fact that the male cheerleaders are the better athletes, they totally flip the script on them just being the supporting sidekicks and highlighting all of the work that I think Emma talked about this earlier, like they are true athletes like they, these you need to be of such an athletic ability to excel in the competitive cheer level. So I thought it was really cute cool that they highlighted that mm-hmm. um the cheeky one-liners the chemistry among all the actors like it's a very believable right again in quotes like a believable situation <laughs> or situation so well, they like, feel like they could be really friends like yeah yeah, yeah exactly. they got chemistry mm-hmm. all about that chemistry um and then this last one kind of like going along with some of those deeper things before when Torrance realizes the root issue and she doesn't try and make excuses for the past but she just changes um she operates uh, she's changing how she operates presently and in the future she's like leading by example and then we see like bit by bit we can all exist and thrive in the space without stealing other people's and using their hard work stealing their ideas so for our own personal gain like if we put in some effort into something that we're passionate about we all have the ability to make art in our own way and others will appreciate it just as much and then we talked about this a little bit already but like at the end when the clovers the east compton clovers actually won because they were the better team and they had the better performance it was like for once it doesn't feel like anything was predetermined or biased it was really earned so i was like yeah Go Clovers! (laughs) Exactly. No, I had that same connection too. I love that the Clovers win because I feel like it's it's a little like maybe atypical of that like happy ending, like the team overcame, you know, like came together and got first place. Like it was like, no, it was almost a bigger deal that they didn't get first place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would. I think that that was a like helped everybody to have a bigger takeaway than the um, Toros actually like winning. 
I just think to to connect back to Anna that it is really nostalgic. Like I just have fond memories of watching it and talking about it with friends. Um, with the quotes that some are so good or some are some are so bad, but, but <laughs> it still rings a bell in that memory. Um, and again, I just love like just showing the the different cheer routines, and I just have always been in awe of how coordinated they are, how athletic they are, like the stunts that they do. And you're thinking that these are teenagers or mm-hmm. even that this starts when they're younger. I mean, in the cheerleader world is crazy. I can't even mm-hmm. imagine how hard they work and how committed they are, even from younger age to pull those stunts. And then thinking like those kids are just in high school and like, look at what they're doing. Like it's well, played off as a joke when that girl loses her tooth. But like, that's legit. Like that every, every day. Yeah, or like when um Carver falls and like breaks yes. her leg, like this could like actually be, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's a whole nother like conversation about youth athletic sports <laughs> and like how extreme they are, but it's pretty crazy. It's pretty cool to see. Next, we're going to look at the worst part. So Allie, what is the worst part for you? <laughs> I didn't really have much because I feel like we have kind of talked about it all uh, already, but I'll just let you guys dive into it. Emma, what do you think the worst parts were? Yeah, I think we've mentioned a lot of the parts that have like irked us with the gross jocks, the objectifying the girls, homophobia, um, and we like we've talked just the body image and weight jokes that I think just are unnecessary and an ill taste but yeah I do think that like is maybe hopefully not so much anymore but certainly something that cheerleaders deal with um I would think that that's probably still pretty accurate but um yeah mine was just all the lines that didn't age well um but I do want to mention I like that Missy just like very casually and like without any fan for she just like fanfare she just like accepts Les's sexuality. Like there's no weirdness about it. Um, that seems like a, you know, nudge in the right direction. Um, but yeah, we did kind of talk about all this already. So next is best actor. So Emma, who do you have for best actor? I just, we've talked a lot about Eliza Dushku and how cool and badass she is. So I think she's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I just like how she carries herself. I like her, um, just like her whole personification of of that character is awesome. Um, I always like I said Jesse Bradford. I just thought he's that hottie alternative guy, not your like stereotypic like Hollywood hunk, but just mm. I always thought he was good looking. And then I think for me the the right up there with the best is Gabrielle Union. I just think she handles the business. She's classy, and when we look at her as a teenage high school person, like just handling that situation in such a tasteful way while making her point without being catty without you know stooping to the level of um the toros i just really like how she plays that role yeah um i had kirsten dunce just because i feel like it would have been really easy to make her unlikable and she kind of makes her endearing um so Mm -hmm. I just feel like she does a really good job of kind of being awkward, but likable would be mine. 
Yeah, I have to side with Emma here. Eliza Dushku, we have a new little fan club. <laughs> I'll, I'll still be part of that fan club. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And then you guys have to draw a barbed wire tattoo around your bicep with a sharpie, though. Can you commit to that? Yeah, yes. maybe we. Yes. Maybe that's what we should all get for our next tattoo with the capybara <laughs> and barbed wire around the cap. We could do like a little heart. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. I like how this is evolving. Yes. I love it. Oh my it's God. Amazing. In real time. Next summer <laughs> happening. We're scheduling a date. Okay. Then, can't wait. I also had Jesse Bradford as Cliff. Um, and then also a shout out to Natina Reed. Uh, she played Janelope and we kind of chatted about her before, but she just had so much fun with this character for being Absolutely. a minor character. Like she just makes the performance believable and she's just so sassy. And I just like really, really enjoyed her but so those are our best Anna who are the worst what's the worst actor? okay so mine is really small I said Casey um she doesn't have a big role but like there was one time it totally took me out when they're doing like their first routine practice she's like in the second row and she is like doing the bare minimum <laughs> like everyone else is throwing into it and she is like I don't know if her arms even like fully extend like it was I would say go back and watch it because it was so bad and I was like dude no um so that was mine mine was Casey what about you Emma I really did not like the um Richard Hillman Aaron character he's just so I kind of said it before like he's just gross. Like and he's wearing that turtleneck at regionals. Like he just seems so like smart with shorts. I'm yeah. pretty sure he's wearing shorts. <laughs> and then when he like goes behind Torrance's back and calls um Whitney and Courtney, I believe it is, and like mm. turns over the squad, like this is such a dick move. Um, and like it just goes to showing like how much he doesn't believe in her at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and like it, it, it's not like it's bad acting he's just a tough character to like because he's such a douchebag um you know and also i have to take down big red because she's just a jerk and a liar and she still couldn't even at um you know regionals when they get burnt on that sparky routine she still can't even admit that what she did was wrong she's still like i just borrowed it it's like she still couldn't admit like you know what that wasn't that was shady what I did yeah I mean not that that would make it right but at least she could show that she learned from her mistake or her intentional cheating so I just didn't like her either yeah honestly same here the big red's like ugh. but I feel like this is maybe a reoccurring theme that we see with all of these movies but maybe we just don't like the character but that means that the actor really did such a good job portraying <laughs> that actor portraying the ick like but yeah I would say Richard Hillman is Aaron no thanks I'm not not about that life but mm -hmm. yeah. um I have to say I went with an acting decision and not a character for once so <laughs> I am making progress um, <laughs> slowly but surely well it's hard to find like I, like I think exactly what you're saying Al like mm -hmm. they did a stupendous job playing like someone who's just a horrible human being and we yeah. have to have those villains it's part mm -hmm. of your whole mm -hmm. plot you know mm -hmm. like so there's always going to be those yeah. people that we don't like yeah and then, like, maybe there's minor characters that don't do much, but it's, like, what were they given to work with? But I right. guess they can embellish it. But, yeah, I get that. 
Um, so this season we have best and worst costume. So Allie, what was the best costume for you? Um, well, the sleepover scene. I just think it's so underrated and it shows the characters at their truest self and it's just cute and sweet and like um yeah, I I really like her little like heart pajamas that she was wearing and Cliff like in his t-shirt and boxers and it was just like so cute like so mm-hmm. underrated so yeah what about Definitely. you well and I love Cliff's t-shirts like that whole the first mm-hmm. scene when they first start talking and she's like oh is that your band <laughs> he's like the clash <laughs> I like I wish <laughs> um so I just think his his like grunge t-shirts like that just kind of pro- propels his image and I I like that that style and missy's chain wallet i think is pretty cool well she like takes that out before she does like her routine and just like her whole alternative i was definitely attracted to that to that look and still am to a certain extent even though you know i don't i don't rock my chain wallet but <laughs> you I should. i'm getting you for christmas yep yep i know what i'm getting you for christmas <laughs> yeah we gotta bring it back i think that'd be a good look for me yeah um I like the long sleeve Toros uniforms. There's just something about like the little skirt with the long sleeve, like little mm-hmm. fake turtleneck. I just think is really cute. Um, and then it's so funny. Like now I look at this, like when I'm doing these, I'm looking at the costumes more than I typically do. Um, and there's one outfit that Torrance is wearing when she's like yelling after Cliff in the hallway um she's like you believed in me like that yeah. Scene. <laughs> yeah yeah um but she's got these like nice black pants that have some like cool zippers on them a union jack crop top tied up white button up and then the red bandana in her hair yeah. which i was just like that's just super cute like i w- i mean i wouldn't wear that today but like people would i would wear, wear that, that. <laughs> yes yeah. you would wear that you would. today you'd rock um, that but I was like, mine would just be like not a crop top. It would just be like all bigger because I liked my clothing really loose. So, um, but I just, I thought that was a cute outfit. Uh, what about the worst costume? So I, I know I can't keep like ripping on Missy's hair, but I'm sure I did that same hairstyle when she tries out where you like do the little crimps and then you like, like, I don't know. I probably used a straightener to like, yeah cover it in hairspray yeah 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 yeah. I remember like it just looks so crispy and I was just like Mm -hmm. oh man I I don't know about that I had a crimper like I remember my birthday like but it was the one that had like eight different settings you could have big waves you could have little tiny crimps it was like uh yeah oh no I had like the cheapo one from Claire's that did like (laughs) 80s crimps (laughs) it was not it was not a good look not well and like there's a lot of crimping going on in the throughout like the hairstyles just were something for me that just like stood out for me like the first day of school with Torrance she has like not like space buns that are really cute she just has like six thousand buns in her hair that are all like droopy and I'm like girl what are you what are you doing with your hair like it's the first day of school like that's not a look that I think there's so many why there's are so there many, so many and they're all like drooping and I'm like that's just no for me it's a no and I don't know I always kind of go back to cheer outfits kind of objectifying these girls and why why is that the outfit that was decided for cheerleading um mm-hmm. you know the little top and the short uh pleated skirt 
it's iconic for cheerleading. So it's not that it's inappropriate in its placement, but my question is more like, why is that the outfit? Yeah. Does that help their athletic performance to have their midriff showing and their, you know, yeah. like, I don't know, it's just skimpy for me for, for children. And this, and this happens, these same outfits are being worn by even younger girls as well, you know, in the cheerleading scene. So I'm always just kind of like thrown off by that. Um, mine was, I hate the Clover's uniforms. I do not think that orange and green go together in that capacity. Um, <laughs> I just, okay, but like, like Irish flag. I was thinking of like Irish flag, like the Ireland colors. I just don't like them. I don't enjoy them. That's fine. Very superficial. I just don't like orange and green together. Yeah. I have something superficial too. Um, like all the low rise jeans, like, oh. like uh no, please. And I think because I see this more and more in the stores, like um, you can't really order things online here. Like you have to go shopping in the malls for your clothes, which I'm like, oh my God, this is torture. <laughs> but I don't oh, seriously. One yeah. time Doug made me last year go get an Annie's pretzel at the mall and I was like, never again. Like <laughs> this is not worth the pretzel. That's the only reason to go to the mall is if you can reward yourself for with a Auntie Anne's pretzel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know, but when you look in the windows, you're going to see all the low-rise jeans that are trying no. to make it. It's not good. And then the other thing I had, it's kind of a love-hate relationship, but I love seeing all the different cheerleading outfits. But at the same time, like Emma just said, do they have to be so overly sexual sexualized? But at the same time, why does society make it feel sexual? Why can't we showcase athletes' incredible abilities without glorifying their body sexually? So like, it's like this layered thing once you start like digging into it. So yeah, Emma, I'm on the same train of thought as you there. But I know I'm like dance is and, and cheer is a performance. So when you think of the theater mm-hmm. and like all the different outfits that performers wear I know some of it is supposed to be connected to like the music and the performance and so maybe that's part of it but maybe someone who knows about more about that cheer world can like enlighten us into why the uniforms have to be that way yeah um next we have the soundtrack uh for me it's actually kind of lacking like I just feel like there were some missed opportunities that they could have had um of like some really great early 2000s like I would have liked to see like Cliff maybe not just having like the 80s punk 70s punk but like some early 2000s emo I would have enjoyed that um I really there's just like the cheerleading remixes which were fine um but I just feel like that was an area they kind of dropped the ball a little bit i agree it was just kind of a missed opportunity for um songs from the 2000s my my ideas just basically echoed yours anna Mm. yeah and i didn't really have many thoughts on the soundtrack which is sad because usually that's one of my favorite parts of a movie too same like yeah 2000s and that's all i could (laughs) watching this even like the transition sound like between scenes and stuff i was like oh my gosh so 2000s and at the time it sounded cool and like it was like a really (laughs) hip like new movie and jock jams yeah and then at the end why did hey mickey have such a chokehold over us (laughs) (laughs) 
why I like when that song came on in the end credits, I was just like jamming and bopping along on the couch because I remember doing a dance to this like a fourth grade, like community talent show. And like myself and some friends, we did like a little routine to Hey Mickey. So I was like, yeah, Hey Mickey. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it came up on I was on a dance team when I was in like elementary that along with like girls just want to have fun I think was one of our like headliner dancer teams hey Mickey I don't know yeah <laughs> some dark times <laughs> oh man uh next we're gonna look at the changes that we would personally make to the movie or what changes we think would be made if it were made now um also like modern casting if we want to go that direction as well um so Allie why don't you kick us off with this yeah, so to the point I made earlier about the cheerleading uniforms, like I wonder how if they were to remake this or um, have it in the 2023s, um, do you think they would wear cute little classy cheer uniforms like for the girls, again in quotes, um, if that was the case, I hope the characters would be able to choose an option that makes them feel like their most comfortable selves and it wasn't required for the girls to wear the girls and vice versa, like let people wear whatever they're comfortable wearing because I'm not really familiar with the cheer world these days so I don't really know I don't I don't know what they look like what's happening there besides like I guess on like NFL Sundays and Mondays like other than well, that, I know so. that like in volleyball it's gotten more because like for the longest time you just wore like the tiny little spandex to play volleyball um and now it's kind of evolved the uniforms have evolved into like as long as it's a solid black on the bottom or like whatever your team's color is um yeah. it's fine so like a lot of girls will wear like compression leggings or um like some other alternative to just like the tiny little spandex shorts. I always shorts. wondered that like what's the because like the male teams don't wear spandex shorts like that so like well generally what I've seen mm -hmm. so like why was that a thing for the biggest thing I could think of would be like when you're diving if you have looser fabric like it could fall down yeah what did you guys think about if we were to do some modern casting what did you have yeah. Yeah, I, I, well, I'm jumping off of what you were saying, Al. I think that your uniforms will, would still be the same, fortunately or unfortunately. I think going back to what you said too, as long as people are feeling confident and, and cool in that, then I think that that's great. But I know from my own personal experience when, you know, dressing myself as a teenager, it wasn't always the most comfortable thing to be exposing my midriff and stuff that way for me but for mm -hmm. other people if that's what they want to wear I think that's awesome um I would like uh some not so stereotypical casting um when we think about modern casting for Torrance I was thinking of like Elle Fanning or Sydney Sweeney mm -hmm. for Missy I was thinking of Lily Rose Depp or Jenna Ortega oh I um, think Jenna Ortega is a good one yeah I became a fan like I haven't seen a lot of Wednesday but I what I've seen I've liked um cliff i was thinking of roan chan who's from like mowgli um isis i stole from you anna <laughs> i saw that you had put zendaya and i was like yes yes mm -hmm. or keely palmer oh emma meant kiki palmer not keely palmer back to the show um big red i was trying to find like actresses that had red hair because i thought that'd be like cool so like shannon purser bb wood 
Um, for Aaron, I was looking, I couldn't, I don't know. I didn't come up with anything great for Aaron. I took your Will Poulter too, because I think that was a good one. Maybe Tom um, Holland, just because I like Tom Holland. <laughs> I'd like to see him play like somebody who kind of sucks. I've only ever seen him really as Peter Parker and he's so endearing. Like I'd like to see yeah. him do something else. Um, my overall changes, I thought some like better LGBTQ representation, like just a little bit more open, I guess. Like we really only have less, but like, um, I don't know. I just would have liked a little bit more there. Um, and then to fix some of the jokes, like there should still be like petty, catty one-liners, but like, I don't know, just kind of shift them up a little bit. Cause I feel like that's still pretty true to high school. Like Right, like some roasting would be good, but maybe not so much at the expense of others who maybe weren't fully okay being involved in the roasting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, And then for modern casting, I had Madeline Klein for Torrance. Um, She's in Outer Banks. And then uh, Haley Steinfeld as Missy. Um, Dylan Manette, I thought, could be a good cliff. And then I had so many options for ISIS. I liked Zendaya, like you mentioned, or Yara Shahidi or Halle Bailey. I think all of them would be really good. Um, I thought Sophie Turner for Big Red because um, I know she like recently did a Netflix movie where she was like kind of the villain and she just ate it up. And I think she could really do that. And then you stole my Will Poulter for Aaron. I just thought he I stole really it good. from you. I stole it from Thief. you. Um, <laughs> So any final thoughts, Allie, if you want to plug your travel Instagram amazingness, this is your moment. Yes, definitely. (laughs) So I've been on this trip for like how many months now? Four months? Five? I don't know how long it's been. And um, yeah, I'm traveling around the world for the rest of this calendar year into next summer through like probably July 2024. So I'm documenting my travels as I go and just showing all the cozy moments of travel and some behind the scenes stuff, but also all the beautiful places trying to show what they actually look like without putting like a ton of filters on things. So if you love beautiful travel photos and want to follow along, um, yeah, on Instagram, it's Hoogly Hiker, H-Y-G-G-E-L-I-G, h-i-k-e-r so yeah follow along with my travels i would definitely recommend it it's got some you just have these amazing pictures and it's amazing definitely it's my daily like little pick me up and kind of escape (laughs) to like just see all the beautiful sights that you're seeing and like you said too the emphasis on just like the calming coziness of what you're finding as you go through and looking for those little moments. I love how you delve into those little like basic moments that maybe we take for granted, but you highlight in a really nice way. I just love it. Or my favorite, the little glimmers. Yes, your glimmers are the best. All right. Well, folks, that's all that we have for this episode of Stone's Top Tens. Thank you, Emma and Allie, for co-hosting with me. And thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and that you will join us next week. The artwork for the pod was created by Avery Summers. Please feel free to send me an email at stonestop10s at gmail.com if you have any feedback. If you'd like to get notifications about Stones Top 10s, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your pods. And don't forget to rate and review. 
You can also follow me on Instagram at Stone's Top Tens. I'll see you next week for episode four, Coach Carter. Bye.